Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. interruption at 9 a.m. Something went wrong, but I think we're doing okay right now on all of the platforms. And so welcome to the broadcast. We are not able, by the way, on the road in the RV to go live on OmegaRadio.org. So the 24-7 radio station is continuing to broadcast its message. I'm not able to break in like I can at home but we are broadcasting on Blog Talk Radio, Facebook, and YouTube. So welcome, everybody. God bless you to this Thursday, New Year's Eve day. And I think we have a lot to talk about and some very serious things and some very wonderful things. And I want to begin the broadcast today by saying thank you uh, to a dear sister from California, Heidi, who, uh, not, not Heidi, forgive me for that, Sarah. We were talking to a friend of ours, Heidi, as well from California, but Sarah, want to thank you for your very generous donation. God bless you. We thank you for hearing the heart cry yesterday and asking people to communicate with the ministry, and you did. Thank you. May God bless your giving, multiply your seed sown, increase the fruits of your righteousness, and may the Lord reward you with great joy. God bless you. And for everyone else out there that does support the ministry in your prayers, in your finances, uh, in your encouragement and support, thank you as well. So I want to begin today, let, I've got three different departments to cover, and some very serious, and uh, this came from a friend of mine, His, uh, I call him Brother Frank, he, call, he refers to himself as Uncle Frank, all right, so <clears throat> here's what Uncle Frank sent me a couple of days ago in a text message. He said, this is Uncle Frank, please share with rest of the family and friends, so you are our family, you are our friends. I'm going to share this with you. Here is what I generally recommend for COVID prevention and treatment. Now, Frank's wife is into uh, the the very healthy way of living. Um, They're deep into it. And she actually spoke at one of the women's meetings here in Northwest Arkansas when Patricia conducts a women's meeting, which, by the way, I need to just interject for those women that are out there. Uh, We are going to be having a woman's gathering in the middle of January at some point, and yours truly will be the guest speaker. I want to address all the women at New Wine Ministry and the women around and about, and so God put something in my heart for the ladies, and I can't wait to join myself with them in the spirit and to communicate Father's heart to them. So anyways, Frank and his wife are very much into the, you know, very healthy lifestyle. 
So he again says, here is what I generally recommend for COVID prevention and treatment. Zinc. Now, I know a lot of you already know this, right? But it's okay. Zinc, he says, 75 to 100 milligrams if you tested positive for COVID. So if you know somebody that tested positive for COVID, make sure 75 to 100 milligrams of zinc. 35 to 50 milligrams. So 35 to 50 for or as a preventative. So maybe you don't have COVID. You've never been diagnosed with it. You don't even believe it exists. Nonetheless, for the health of the body, he's suggesting 35 to 50 milligrams of uh, zinc as a preventative. Then he said vitamin D. He said test your levels. If low, raise up with 10,000 IUs per day for a week or two, thousand per day. So if you have low vitamin D levels, boost it up to 10,000 IUs per day for seven to 14 days. And then after that, go to 5,000 per day. Then he said vitamin C. You want 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams or more to bowel tolerance, whatever your bowels can tolerate, too much and you get diarrhea then back down the dose to avoid diarrhea. So take as much vitamin C as you possibly can. And then there's something called quercetin, and that's Q-U-E-R-C-I-T-I-N. So quercetin, 500 milligrams daily to prevent histamine storm, all right, up to 1,000 milligrams if needed if you tested positive. So that is quercetin. And that, again, is a preventative against a histamine storm. Sounds like an allergenic thing. Drink plenty of warm liquids, herbal teas, and broth, and move. Keep lungs working with brisk walks in the sunshine. So keep your body active. Don't, don't get out of whack. Go shopping. Go walking. Do something. Walk around the block. Walk the dog or the cat. Chase the cat with the dog. I don't know. Do something. And then... He said, take care and know this will pass. And then he said, you should be taking these also as a preventative. So all these things that were just mentioned as a preventative and what heals also prevents on the pharmaceutical side. Now, doctors in front of Congress wanted them to know of a drug that has proven very effective against COVID. It's called ivermectin, ivermectin or ivermestin. If you were diagnosed and experienced symptoms, this would be a good one to request. It is an anti-parasitic, which is really good. No parasites. You're going to do parasite cleanse here in the next month or so. Hopefully many people in the church will join in that. So that's from Uncle Frank. And Uncle Frank, thank you so much for that information. It's very insightful. I'll go over it again. If On a pharmaceutical side of things, if anybody was diagnosed, ask for ivermectin. That's I-V-E-R-M-E-C. T-I-N, ivermectin, and then on the other just pure side of healing, you have the zinc, the vitamin D, vitamin C, quercetin, all right? So those are the four, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. So do it as a preventative, and if you think you've had COVID or you've been diagnosed with it, whatever they diagnosed, probably the flu, but you still use these things as a very positive situation. Now, <clears throat> Yesterday, we were talking out of the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, but I'm going to just pause for a moment, and because I, I need to really boost our level of awareness about some things that we've been hearing about for a period of time. Yesterday, on the way home, we made it in at 4.30. We're sitting up on the ark, and we have uh, parked ourselves, and we're back home, and uh, we'll be going to Bella Vista this morning, but on the way home yesterday... I talked to my very dear friend, Don Huddle, and most of you know Don. He joins me on the air once in a while. I was very much um, listening to Pastor Jeff from Virginia, um, and Pastor Jeff had shared yesterday about two dreams he had, and we did not just kind of blow them off. They've been in my spirit since he said it. It just wasn't the time to really talk about those types of things. We do know that a few days ago on Christmas morning, there was a bomb or an explosion of some sort that happened in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, there was a fire that burned down a building in New Jersey that also had to do with the Dominion um, voting system. So we expect, okay, by the spirit of the Lord, okay, I'm speaking by the spirit of the Lord, as I did a few days ago, 
what to expect coming into 2021. And I believe that the level of conflict is going to increase in all five levels of the spiritual realm and then global, national, local, and personal. And we're going to talk about that tonight at our New Year's Eve celebration, which, by the way, you could join us and uh, become a part of that. So in my conversation with Don yesterday, I, I actually called him and asked him a question because I had a couple of men from our new wine ministry family contacted me and wanted to know if I was going to Washington, D.C., on January 6th. And so what I, what I found out, the information I have, is that the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, texted, he sent forth a text, as I understand it, to invite all patriots and everybody that voted for him, obviously, to show up in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Because that's the day that the Congress and the House, I guess, are all going to be gathered together, and it's there to verify the, the votes, okay, to certify the votes. And supposedly on that day, there are going to be some people standing up and uh, rejecting that certification. And that's going to cause the House or the, the Congress to go into a two-hour uh, behind-the-scenes conversation. And at a certain number, it all boils down to Vice President Mike Pence on what he's going to do. Now, the president asked everybody to be there. So the men had asked me, two of them, if I was if I was going. I asked them, are they concerned? They want to go. So I am absolutely praying and considering being in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And so I called Don yesterday and I said, listen, this is what's happening. Can you uh, confirm this? And his thing was an affirmative, absolutely. And I, I, I was told that you should not go there in small groups and that there were a bunch of people going. So I've been hearing a lot. Talking to Don yesterday, I walked away from the conversation with him being very, very clear that there are a lot of people going to Washington, D.C., ready to fight. He actually shared with me that Men from different militias have already gotten their life insurance policies for their families because they're going there, as I heard yesterday as well, to hang the politicians and to hold them accountable for their treason. And after talking with Don, as he's giving a sense of what's going on in that arena, you know, Don is ex-Vietnam vet, ex-police officer. He knows the psyche of a lot of this stuff. And... He was saying these guys are itching for a fight, and they're ready. There's, there's no holding back anymore. They're going fully armed. The Washington, D.C. Police Department are going to have to deal with this because they're a different breed, some people say. They're not like different police departments that will stand by. They have this idea that they need to be more aggressive. And there's an anti-gun carrying law, I guess, in Washington, D.C., that they're going to have to contend with with hundreds of thousands, maybe more of these men that are going to D.C. to make sure that the fraud that was perpetrated upon the American people that voted for Donald J. Trump does not succeed. And he said they were itching for a fight. I said, Don, do you think, I sh you know, this should be shared, you know, this information? And he started laughing. He said, at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. It's not about being quiet. It's not about being silent or being, you know, uh, cautious in the background. It's all out in the open. Every purpose has been decreed. Every purpose has been declared. And so you may not be going to Washington, D.C., but you do need to be aware, as I understand it at this moment, that there is a movement that is going in six or seven days now to Washington, D.C. Now, January 4th in Georgia, uh, I heard January 4th that um, – Oh, what's his name? Alex Jones. You just say his voice. It's Alex Jones. Oh, he talks. So Alex Jones is going to be in D.C. on the 4th and 5th. He's out of there on the 6th because they are expecting something on the 6th if things go in the wrong direction. And uh, there's no doubt there could be, Don said, a false flag event. So in other words, he said it will be a very dangerous thing to do, a very dangerous thing to go to Washington, D.C. on the 6th of January. But on the 4th, Many of them will be making their way to Washington, D.C., from around the country. Then in Georgia on 
the 4th of January, four or five days from now, there is a big vote for the Senate race, and there's going to be a big crowd there as well, and it's going to get very interesting. So it's kind of like the moment we've all been waiting for, and it's definitely brace for impact time once again. We had written uh, prophetic words about bracing for impact years ago. I think we need to find them and bring them back again because this is also consistent with the prophetic theme, the powder keg is ready to blow. And the fuse that was lit a long time ago seems to be right now at its moment of impact with the powder keg. And there are many prophecies that have been spoken about nuclear detonation in Washington, D.C. And who knows if this conflict that is coming in just a few days, that people are no longer saying, don't talk about it, hide your intel, share it carefully. No, it's out in the open. It's going to happen according to what I have been told by Don and by some others. So having said that, it's kind of like the nation is going to be watching in a few days now something that could be extremely traumatic, dramatic, it's kind of when I was a kid growing up in Jersey City, New Jersey, when two guys were ready to face off in a fist fight. One guy was normally from our neighborhood. Another guy was from another neighborhood. Both neighborhoods would get together, and they'd be fist fighting all the way up and down the blocks, and they'd go down the different block, and everybody was watching this big fight. Well, I think a lot of the nation is probably going to be watching this really big fight unfold, and I'm going to say potentially, even though what I'm hearing is absolutely this conflict is going to go. Now, what I found interesting about Don's conversation to me was not only about this is done, this is going to happen, period, and they're wanting it. These aren't afraid people. I, uh, he laughed when I talked about Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Those guys when they, in Richmond, Virginia, when the Patriots got together in the militias, remember a year ago or so, in Richmond, Virginia, Antifa saw the open carry guys there, and they split. They packed their bags, and they went. He laughed when he talked about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They are not the contest. They are a joke compared to what's about to show up. So whatever powers are going to resist what's showing up in the patriot movement and in the militia movement and in those who voted for Donald J. Trump in D.C., uh, that force is going to have to be uh, this contention. And when you hear a conversation about taking people and hanging them, folks, I've been preaching that for years, that that's what God told Moses to do. Go in, take the judges that basically produce treason, hang them before all the people so the people may know not to do that anymore. And then this is actually happening. Mamma mia. So it, it, it's looking like the next six to seven days, our country is going to be explosive. But I said the other day, before really understanding all this, that 2021 is going to be like Mike Tyson. Remember the boxer Mike Tyson in his prime when he walked into a ring and he had this determination, first round knockout. And I believe the Holy Spirit is saying that the ecclesia needs to be fully armed and fully equipped for the spiritual battle that is coming. Because the enemy is going to come with a knockout punch to knock so many people out in the first round or what we would call the first quarter of the new year. You know, as we were driving across country, there were these signs everywhere on the freeway. And the signs were saying, make sure you check your rear view mirror, your side view mirrors, because everybody is exiting 2020 or desires to exit 2020. It was kind of a little joke that the road department was putting out. It was cute. Everybody wants to exit 2020. Man, what a nightmare year. But 2021, it doesn't seem like exiting 2020 is going to be a good thing. It more, it's more possible that as we enter into 2021 in the first week, okay, the first week, the first seven days of 2021, according to the Gregorian calendar, the conflict elevates, accelerates, intensification of the birth pangs. It's all there. And so all the intel, all the information is basically lining up with that reality. So what do we do? Number one, we ask ourselves, how are we going to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now? The question I have, and I'm asking myself, I voted for Donald J. Trump. I voted for the president. 
I was happy when he won. I was rejoicing when he won. Well, that president that's been standing up and fighting for the last four years is now calling for his supporters to show up in Washington, D.C. It's a call to a nation. And I think the nation that really considers the criticalness of this moment is probably got to consider. And there's another reason why I'm considering going as well. And I talked to Don and he's going to be there and there's a bunch of friends he's going to be with. And uh, so we're going to hook up with them if we do go. That seems to be everybody's praying. He's going to know in a couple of days. Let me know. And we're going to coordinate how this works. But the other thing that gets me more than anything is that a month ago, was it? Definitely, no, it was November 7th. So over a month ago, November 7th, when I was praying about the Joe Biden dream and Joe Biden had won the election, and then all of a sudden here we are, and I started asking the Lord over a year later, why did you show me the dream? And you'll remember the information he gave was about Adonijah and Solomon out of 1 Kings chapter 1. And so I preached that on November 8th, and on November 14th, I was in Washington, D.C., because I found out the next day that there was a mega million man rally, and so we were there. Because in that 1 Kings, Adonijah is trying to take the position of power without rightful means. It was not the king's, which is his right to declare who will be the king after him. So it was Solomon that was supposed to sit upon the throne, but Adonijah took to himself to do it. We shared this story. And what we found is that all the people that were with David took Solomon down to Gihon, anointed him. They shouted with a shout. The shout shook the earth, and it terrified Adonijah's camp. So I was saying that we need to rally the people together. We need to shout a shout. We need to declare Donald J. Trump to be the president of the United States. So now the president's calling those who voted for him into Washington, D.C., and this will be one of those opportunities to see a rallying cry, a rallying shout to anoint the president. Now, Don also talked about January 20th, that there's another gathering, that if things go south, on January 6th, or even if they go in the right direction and, 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 and justice is served, if you will, even if that happens January 20th, they're going to be there again to ensure that Donald J. Trump is the president of the United States of America. So we are in for one heck of a ride, and we need to ask ourselves, where do we fit into this moment? Are you going to be sitting at home? Are you going to be watching it on your living room? Are you going to be on your knees praying? Are you going to be shouting? Is there a coordinated time? Well, I don't know about this. I don't know how that all works. The question is, are, am I going? Are you going? Are we going? It's a question. And there has to be a reason. It's not going to look for trouble. I guarantee you that. And I shared that with Don. You know, my idea, I'm not going to look for trouble. The Bible says you look for trouble, you're going to find it. But I don't think this movement is going to look for trouble I think this is the responsible thing to do as an American citizen with a declaration of independence that the wickedness and the treason and the injustice and the blasphemy and, the, and the, just the evil that was promoted through this form of government that's been in existence way too long, taking us far away from our foundation as a republic and a Christian nation, uh, it's being confronted finally. Now, because of all the sin and the shedding of blood and the promotion of wickedness, we'll see where things go if there's the strength of the Holy Spirit. And I was sharing with Don yesterday, you know, you're around a lot of military guys with weapons that have been in war. They know how to fight. Um, you know, this is their call. This is their duty. They swore to defend the United States against enemies abroad and domestic. And so there's, there's this real reality happening, and yet the call is to all to go. And so as an American citizen, I don't feel like I'm going to look for trouble or get into a fight. It's more to rally behind the president, to declare openly on megaphones or whatever the truth, and to just be there in the right place in the midst of this moment. So you need to pray about what you're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. 
All right. So I have right now, Wendy is saying that a word of God, if Christian men will be going to D.C., this scripture came to me. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done with love, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. And that's true. I mean, that has to be the motive of the heart. As an American citizen rallying together by the president who has been cheated, according to all the evidence, senators, congressmen, overwhelmingly now are understanding the fraud. And it's big and it's deep. So do you back away because you're afraid there may be conflict? Or or do you go saying, I'm ready for a fight? No. I believe the only right thing to do is to do what the Spirit of God says. And if the Spirit of God says go, then there'll be a purpose for it if we go in the right. I just wanted to say to you this morning, I'm not blowing hot air. I'm not being dramatic. We have been speaking prophetically for years. And the words that have been spoken prophetically are being fulfilled. And there are yet things to be fulfilled. And they are very intense things. I'm not being dramatic when I say to you the inspiration of the Holy Spirit has declared, decreed, clarified what shall be in this nation's end. We've heard it from the Dimitri Dudemans, the David Wilkerson's. We've heard it from a true prophetic voice everywhere. Right now, there's been a contest in our country between the true prophets and the false prophets. Well, time is going to tell who's who. There's no doubt about it. But again, our paradigm, our mindset, American citizens, word of God, King Jesus, why did you give me a dream? This is my own personal journey. Why did you give me a dream about Joe Biden winning the election over a year ago? Why? And I wanted to know, and I got some answers, and so I need to follow what God has been revealing to me. But I also know that there is going to be a nuclear detonation, I believe, anyways, that God has revealed. There are going to be 7 to 15 nuclear bombs or dirty bombs going off in 7 to 15 major cities across the United States on the same day. I believe that God revealed that 16 years ago. That time is coming. That is in the mind of the enemy against the United States, that God will allow to happen because if the nation just continues to go far away from the Lord, I mean, it's inevitable. It's how God works. It's his, it's his MO, his modus operandi. It's what he does. You read the Bible for the purpose of knowing how God deals. He doesn't change. He's never changing. And America is in a very critical moment right now. And I would say that every woman that knows the Lord ought to be in intercession in prayer. There's probably going to be a lot of women showing up there on November 6th. However, intercession, a lot of the women during World War II with the the Nazi Germany situation, we were told that women were praying everywhere, that the intercessors in America, they prayed continually. Well, there needs to be intercessory prayer. There's no doubt about that. And everybody could pray that cannot travel and cannot be in the mix. There needs to be spiritual prayer. Number one, for the people that are going to contend with the evil, they need to be under a spiritual inspiration. There needs to be something greater than just their patriotism, just their sworn duty to protect the country. That's all good. But there needs to be a spiritual persuasion. There needs to be a rightful cause. David said, is there not a cause? And the cause, they understand the cause. There was cheating. There was lying. They have as much information as you and I do. But they need to know the spirituality of this moment. There needs to be intercession not to stop things, but to allow the Spirit of God to move things in the movement. In other words, there's got to be a wind behind them that's not their own, not their own wind, their own intellect, their own reason. They need to understand the biblicity of this moment, the spirituality of this moment, and that's where intercessory prayer comes in. Don't pray for it to stop. No, there needs to be change. And by not fighting and not contending on all the different levels, look how far our nation has been taken in the wrong direction. When this is all done, would to God, when this is all done, that our Christian values would be restored in our nation. I'm just going to carry this a little bit further than just having an election debate. When it's all done, if everything works and God is in it, and Donald Trump is the president, and people have been arrested for treason or hung or sent away to another country or whatever, when justice has been truly served because the people of God came together and they were the motivation, the engine behind the movement, well, I would to God afterwards, there would, the pornography industry would be shut down in America. The law of abortion would be overturned. 
the law of men with men and women with women would be overturned and men would be psychologically evaluated again and it would be outlawed again to say this is evil and wicked. I mean, if there's going to be a movement, then there's got to be a result to the movement, right? And so the righteous result is going to Hollywood, shut down the blasphemers, and once again bring into this country wholesome ideas like we had before this nasty generation showed up with the demonic, overturn the evil laws, produce what is right, eradicate from our school systems, from the elementary schools, from kindergarten all the way up to the high-level college and universities, get rid of the teachers that teach rebellion against what our nation stands for. You don't let that happen. You root out of our government every subversive individual that is communistic in their ideology or subversive to the values of our nation. That's what you do. You can't just have this moment and not have a result, and there has to be a result. You can't just have the result. Donald Trump's president, but we're going to keep killing babies. We're going to keep undermining God with evil coming out of Hollywood. We're still going to allow men marrying men and women marrying women. That is not good. That just Donald Trump being a president with nothing changes, that is not worthy. And only God knows by his spirit and mind what the truth will be, what the truth will be. And I'm telling you, if you're not fighting for a greater result than who's going to be the president in this country, you're not fighting the right fight. You're fighting because you believe that Donald J. Trump is going to overthrow abortion. That, well, you say that's a Supreme Court issue. It'll be his legacy, and the Supreme Court is there. It's all lined up. He put the right people in there. Only God knows. But again, this is how you intercede. This is how you pray. This is how you say, this is for more than just me. This isn't about me. This is about our nation bringing it back like Israel. When Josiah, the reformer, you remember the story. I preached it a hundred times. Josiah, the reformer, finds the law of the Lord, and he rips his clothes, and he says, no wonder why our nation is in shambles. He saw the word of God, and then he took all of his power, and he went throughout the nation, and he overthrew the house of the Sodomites. He overthrew the altars of idolatry. He put down the idolatrous priests. He took his power and brought reformation like never before. And if our president is going to bring that kind of reformation to stop the evil that has opened the door to the demonic, the shedding of blood, the wicked, sensual, perverse activity that causes spiritual climate to become wicked and abominable, if he doesn't, you know, if that's why we're voting, that's why we're fighting, if that's what we're believing for, that the laws will change, so be it. It's a worthy fight. And whether it is won or lost, because I know if Joe Biden wins the election, the Kamala Harris crew, the Clintons, the Obamas, the news media on the left already swore that we deplorables, that we degenerates, that we who are not fit for polite society, we maggots. This is their terminology against everybody that voted for Donald J. Trump. What will the world be like during the next four years under a Biden-Kamala-Harris administration? You think they're going to put away abortion? Heck no, they're going to promote it. You think they're going to put away homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, and all the evils? Heck no, they're going to promote it. They're going to institute it. They're going to bring laws, and they're going to saturate by subversive means and openly. They are going to condemn any resistance to any of these things of abortion and call it illegal. What will come will happen so fast, America. What will happen so fast, Ecclesia Church? And we're there right now. It's December 31st. And we're talking about the first 20 days. I mean, the first seven days of this new year are going to be intense. But the next 20, going up to Inauguration Day? So intercession, prayer, the body of Christ must engage. You cannot ignore the moment. Now, on the other side of the coin, someone may say, hey, I heard from the Lord, they will say. I heard from God. The battle is lost. The cause is gone. The nation is going to go further under judgment because it's time prophetically for God's righteous justice against a nation that now wants justice but has been unjust for an entire generation. So there's another side of the coin. I get that. I totally get that. However, what do you do? You hope for the best, you prepare for the worst. And if you have hope, 
that this nation could change by the promotion of the rightful president of the United States and people, the nation will get behind him and, and, and subdue the evils and contend with the evil like Josiah did. We definitely need a Josiah in control. And it certainly appears that Donald J. Trump has the moxie to be that. But again, confusion, question. But I've stopped listening to the confusion and questions about the president long ago because I figured Satan can't fight against Satan because if he does, then he divides his own kingdom. And all the work of the evil against Trump confirmed it for me. I'm going to stand behind the man, no doubt. And I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus because my eyes ultimately are on Jesus. So hallelujah. All right. So where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? A big moment in the history of the world is ready to happen. And two days ago, on Tuesday, I came with, the, with, with an understanding. The level of contention that is coming, is, it, it's the chariots. It's no longer the footmen. It's the chariots. We've warned about it for how long? And we've been aware of it ourselves. And what we were supposed to be doing was preparing our deep spiritual walk with God. We were to be deeply rooted and grounded in the love of God because we know ultimately these times are going to steal the love of many. And we didn't want to have our love wax cold because that nullifies our salvation. We didn't want to defect from the truth and apostatize. And we know that these days are going to bring that. It's going to produce it because of the heavy spiritual climate that's coming. So we were supposed to be getting closer to Jesus Christ, so knit tied to him that we can't go away. Like bond servants of the Lord, like Paul the Apostle said he was a bondservant of the Lord. He couldn't do anything if he wanted to. He had surrendered his will. He was totally taken over. We need to be that in our generation, sold out to the Lord, surrendered our lives. We are not our own anymore. We've been bought with a price. And that has to be the reality right now, today. It is a surrendering of your life. Forget about your problems. Forget about your worries. Forget about your concerns. The most important thing in your life and my life is a surrender to Jesus Christ. Forget about your conflicts with your friends or your, your neighbors or whatever the cause is. Forget about it. It really doesn't matter. The number one thing to be absolutely rooted and grounded is your relationship with God, your Father, through Jesus Christ, His Son, empowered by the Holy Spirit of the living God. There's nothing more important. You're, you're not your own. Surrender. Let God take control of your life. Let him take control of your problems, your conflicts, your troubles, your worries, your concerns, your fears. Turn it over to God. You can't do anything about it anyways, but worry and worrying isn't going to do anything for you or I. To worry about what's coming in the first 20 days of the new year, what's the point? Just pray, surrender, and do what God says. If God says not to go for me, I'm going to be a little bummed out. I'll be honest with you. Everything in my belly says go. I want to go. Not to look for trouble, but to stand for what is right. I want to do that. You know, that's my desire. If I have a desire on this in this first week of the month, that's my desire. I want to go with my friends. I want to stand shoulder to shoulder with men who need a spiritual covering, that need prayer and intercession. And so that's my heart. Anyways. Anthony Schreiner saying, I saw America at war in 1994. It was beginning to be ripped apart and destroyed from the inside. I think it was from Islam, but I don't know for sure. But a lot of people didn't make it. Well, Anthony, that's an amazing word. There it is. God showed you. He foretold you. He foreshowed you what it was. All right. So we have the, uh, the man in the dream told me that the war was going to come from those inside the United States. So Anthony Schreiner is sharing in right now in the chat room. We're looking forward to your chats. We want to hear from you. And the line is open on Blog Talk Radio. I'd love to test it out. If you have a question or a comment, you want to dial 818-369-0326 and then press 1 on your dial pad. I'll bring you directly into the broadcast, and we'll see if it's all working out. So that is our New Year's Eve day beginning. How do you prepare for the levels of conflict? If you did not tune into Tuesday's broadcast, you certainly should. There was a boatload of prophetic pearls 
that were spoken and administered on Tuesday. And you need to listen to it. Because the book of Revelation is actually unfolding. It's been unfolding. It's continuing to unfold into another phase of what's coming. What we're talking about, dealing with conflict and contending with spiritual forces. You know, in the second heaven, in Revelation 12, that battle between Michael and the devil and their angels, and the devil is thrown down to the earth and he has fury, and he begins the greatest persecution, greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth that Jesus said has never been before, will never be again. We're ready to face that. Now, millions of people believe they're gone in a pre-tribulational rapture. Many people believe that once saved, always saved. They can't fall away. They can't defect. They can't apostatize. They can't have their love grow cold. That's contrary to what the Word of God says. And so a lack of preparation with a fable and a fairy tale doctrine about flying away before anything bad happens, I think people are getting nervous right now saying, man, we should have been out of here by now. They're not going anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere but by death or God can send a chariot to pick somebody up like Elijah. Or you can be translated like Enoch. But there is no pre-tribulational secret rapture of the church before the tribulation begins. It doesn't exist. We've already poked a billion holes through that doctrine, and yet that means millions of people are still under the influence of it, will defend it to the core, and they will maintain this is where it is in 1 Thessalonians 4, and it has nothing to do with the preacher of rapture. My point is you will be confronted by greater powers. We will all be confronted by greater powers. The world is going to come stronger under the spell and the delusion. The world is coming under a a bondage that they've never dreamed. They're going to think they're free. They're going to worship the beast. They're going to worship the dragon. They're going to give their power to the beast. You know, it's all written. They're going to be totally deceived. They're going to hate everything that belongs to God and Jesus Christ, Christians especially, because the hatred of the devil is in them. He's taken possession of them. You're going to be living in a demonically possessed world. And you're going to think that there's good people and nice people. It's not going that way. There's God's people and the devil's people. And that's where it's all going. And you need to be ready to contend because when that spiritual war breaks out and the devil is released onto this earth, and we're already sensing the four winds, now comes the global. One world government, come on, it's going to be there for three and a half years. The Antichrist is going to rule the whole world. It says it in the Bible. Not some of it, all of it. And the whole world is going to feel the impact. Then in the nation in which you live, you're going to be dealing with that conflict of those who are supporting the global agenda, like Joe Biden, like Hillary Clinton, like Bill Clinton, like Barack Obama, like George Soros, like Bill Gates, all of them belong to a global agenda. Now, when they have power within a nation and you happen to live in it, that's going to be another contending of spiritual demonic forces against your life. Then in your own state or city, your local community, you're going to have to contend there. And if your community is not spiritually fit, what's it going to be like for you? And then you have to deal with the level of conflict in your own life. I believe in order to deal with the other four, you got to begin with yourself. I'm going to be talking about that tonight at our New Year's Eve celebration. Let me go back down to some of these comments. Again, waiting for your call, 818-369-0326. You can press one on the dial pad. And uh, good morning to Kim Bowling. Hello, Kim from Colorado. God bless you, sister. Trust you're doing great today. Evangelist Masi, good morning to you. And Cindy, uh, good morning to you. God bless you and Mark. We love you both. Love Chit. I don't know who Love Chit is. C-H-I-T. Said good morning. Good morning back to you. Love Chit. And then, of course, we have Wendy with us today, Bredesen. And Callie, good morning to Callie. Good morning to Sarah. God bless you, Sarah, for your offering you gave yesterday on Kindred. It was so deeply appreciated. Thank you. And God bless you. And we do pray God's special blessing on your life as you gave. Uh, Phil Buswell is with us this morning. Good morning to Phil and Miriam. God bless you. Now, Sarah writes and says, I love that God is a God of patterns and consistency. From Genesis to Revelation, there are a lot of the same patterns. The two witnesses during the time of Noah warning people for 120 years, just like there will be two final witnesses. The original exodus to the final exodus into the wilderness during the time of Jacob's trouble, the plagues during the Passover, and the plagues during the final judgments. I love that we can always count on God. Absolutely true. Well said. And amen. And then we have, again, 
um, where Wendy mentioned that most Americans want what is right and standing up and against tyranny is godly. Be strong, praying for the U.S. I'm in Canada and I'm with you, praying for Mr. Trump. I would choose his leadership for this country if I could, praying that God's will be done. God bless you, Wendy, for your prayers all the way from Canada, because Canada will be affected too. Because if we're really hearing by the Spirit that the uh, prophetic word, the book of Revelation that's unfolding, do you realize our generation could be the generation that steps into that reality after 2,000 long years? I know it sounds, you know, a bit arrogant, but it's potentially there. We could be the generation that was spoken of that will show up at the time of this prophecy being fulfilled. Everything around us is shouting amen to that. Uh, Sean said, biblicity? Sean, biblicity means it's a really cool word that means it's something from the Bible. Biblicity. I don't know if I made it up or heard it from somebody. No, I heard it from somebody else. Biblicity. It's a great word. Thanks for <laughs> saying that, Sean. Uh, dear Pastor, talk to you on Messenger. So, okay, we'll give a shot to do that at some point. Wendy, exactly. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, Sean, is that a new word? I think it's not totally new, Biblicity, Sean, but um, it is out there. Then we had uh, con uh, some concepts from Anthony, made it clear about his dream, that he had an angelic visitation of the moment we're in. Dennis Sossaman, welcome back. Thank you, Denny and Sally. God bless you. Can't wait to see everyone tonight. A little snow, ice, rain, that's never held back the New Wine family from gathering together, now has it. So be wise as serpents. We'll see everybody at 8 o'clock this evening. Cheryl Harding is saying amen. Hello, Cheryl. God bless you. And good morning again to Melissa Fletcher, to everybody. All right, I'm still waiting to hear from somebody on Blog Talk Radio to see if our, our system is working fine. I think it is. What we'll do in our closing minutes, I'll go back to 1 Corinthians 12. And if you remember yesterday, if you didn't hear yesterday, you need to go back and hear that as well. Because what I'm reading is an equipping. It is apostolic anointing, the Apostle Paul equipping the church, the ecclesia, and this apostolic anointing in the word of God, we need to feed on it so that we could be equipped for right now. And we went through the first 11 verses, and I felt they were absolutely powerful and wonderful and clarified everything about the corporate setting and how the Holy Spirit moves through a many-membered body when they're gathered together. But that does not say that the individual that's out there alone doesn't have access to all the gifts of the one gift, the Holy Spirit. So go back yesterday, listen to it. I don't want to go over it again, but I do want to get into chapter uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, and we'll read a few verses there until someone calls in or we get some extra chats, okay? How does the ecclesia of God move through the moment that we've just been talking about? How do we do it? Well, let's look. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. You see, that could be the most powerful moment in the history of the world when the true ecclesia realizes that we are one body, one spirit, baptized into one Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I have a call coming in. Let me start right here. Area code 479-366. Say good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning. Um, all is clear. Block talk. Oh, good. And I hear and you clear. Home. God bless you. Well, thank you, Carla. God bless you. How are you doing today? You're, you're welcome. I am good. Thank you. I'm encouraged. How are you all? All right. We're doing great. We're doing great by the grace of God Almighty. Hallelujah. I tell awesome. you what, Double when, we got in last, when we got in at 430 this morning and we came uh -huh. through the gate under the ark, it was like 28 degrees. It was freezing. <laughs> welcome to Arkansas. <laughs> Hey, man. All right. Welcome but back. I know it, it, you know what it <laughs> does. Right. It freezes the chiggers and the fleas and the ticks. They can't live in this environment. That's so awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. And all those really bad snakes, right? Tell everybody that's like the way it is. Zone. Zone. 
<laughs> God bless you, Carla. Thanks for calling. God bless you, Shalom. All right. All right. So we are live on Blog Talk if you'd like to call in. We can hear your voice and we can chat with you. That would be awesome. So, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and 13 just spoke about something you need to know, something you're a part of. But I've got a call coming in. Let me take this call coming in from area code 208. I believe this call will be great because I think this is the friend, my brother Art. Good morning, Art. How are you today, sir? Great. Been listening to the program here, and uh, I want to pray for the nations again that the Lord would send the warring angels to get us through this election battle thing, mess. Okay, that's great, Art. Let's do it. All right, Lord, as we come before you, we're going to stand up for all the nations, mainly for your people, Lord, that have been deceived and deluded and all the deceptions. Well, it's political or religious. We want to rebuke all those deceptions, Lord. And we just pray for you to dispatch warning angels to get us through all of these perils we're facing. It's never been like this in our time, Lord. And so we we come before you and we ask that you send them warning angels for us, Lord. Because we need to prevail here. We're going to be enslaved as your word said, a lot of your prophecies, Lord, we know is what man was going to do to us, not what you was going to do to us. So that's going to be our prayer. And I'm going to pray for healing everybody worldwide, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, even financially. So just pray for these people, Lord. I'm just going to give you all the praise, honor, and the glory, Lord. We love and okay. praise you. We thank you. With, Amen. With all Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Art, I am. I, I heard your prayer, and I totally agree with it. The unfortunate thing is that the people that are listening in the chat room on Facebook and YouTube are not hearing uh, the blog talk conversation. Now, something I'm going to have to work on. I don't understand why the speakers are up. Everything's up. So um, I'll have to do a little bit of investigation on that. What Art was doing was praying for the country, praying for the nation, praying for the church. And so um, just know that a prayer is being brought your way. It's being brought your way. All right. Praise God. Okay. So only I have the clear voice coming out right now. All right. So I apologize for that, but I'm glad people are still able to listen on Blog Talk Radio for those of you that are. Um, Remember, as we're sharing in the next few minutes. I do. I really need to say this to you. Um, tonight at eight o'clock central standard time. I know it's your new year's Eve. I know you're going to be with your family and friends, but if you are wanting to tune in to our new year's Eve celebration, where the body of Christ here in Northwest Arkansas, our house, particularly new wine ministries, uh, our ecclesia, We will be sharing. We have invited all the members to bring a word. We do this every year. And there will be some people bringing teachings. We're not going to be in a rush. We're going to start around 8 o'clock. We're going to have some worship, some praise. We're going to allow people to share what God has revealed to them. And we're going to see the Holy Spirit set the tone. We want to hear those prophetic words. We want to hear those words of knowledge and wisdom. We want to hear those tongues interpretation of what God is saying. we're, We're ready to hear. And you can join us and even share a word. Our sister, Kathy, who, by the way, turned 79 yesterday, Kathy. I know nobody's supposed to tell everybody's age, but that's what you said. So happy birthday to Kathy Bruns and her 79th year. She's got more vim and more vigor than a 30-year-old sometimes. Kathy is on fire for the Lord. She's been around a long time. She's had incredible ministry on the Indian reservation. She served the Lord with a pure heart. She's still serving God with a pure heart, still opening her home to the missionaries and the evangelists to come to South Dakota to speak the words of God. She and her husband are doing an amazing work together. So happy, happy birthday. And Kathy shared a word that I'm going to be sharing tonight for her. And you could do the same thing. If you're going to join us on YouTube or Facebook to hear what saith the Lord and 
you have something that God is revealing to you, we want you to be able to share it. And so you will be able to chat in and share it. So that's what we're going to be doing at 8 o'clock tonight. And I'm getting the very strong sense right now that we need to just kind of settle down. Um, The scripture, as the body is one, if you are a true believer and you've been baptized into Jesus Christ, you are a member of the one body of Christ. There's one body, many members. It's a many-membered body. All the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. This is the body of Christ. Do you realize that? That's who we are, the body of Christ. For by one spirit are all we baptized into one body, the body of Christ. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles or anything else, whether we be bond or free, and we have all been made to drink into one spirit. You see, that's the reality that the world is going to meet up with one day. A many-membered body all over the world, baptized into one body, Jesus Christ, all filled with the same Holy Spirit. My God, what does that look like? It should be something of a resemblance in the local assembly. If we, if we treated the local assembly according to this word, and we operated that we all have the same Jesus, we all been baptized in the same body of Christ. We're all members of that body. We didn't choose it. God did. We've all drink in the same Holy Spirit. I mean, a local assembly that gets into that reality, it's a powerful local assembly. It's a powerful house. We call that a powerhouse, right? And then verse 14, for the body is not one member. Someone say, hallelujah, thank God, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? So the obvious reality is here, is that we're not all the same. We're all different as people, the personalities, unique design. But we should all have the same judgment. If we're drinking of the same spirit, we should all have the same intelligence, the same word of God, the same truth. We should not be schizophrenic in doctrine. We should be very clear in our doctrinal understanding, but it begins in our unity at the cross of Jesus Christ. So we're all members. We never reject somebody because they're not like us, okay? In personality, everybody's growing at their own rate. Every member of the body is necessary. We know that. But now has God set the members, every one of them. Who set the members? God set the members. Every one of them. That means if you're really a set member in the body of Christ, a right to be there and to know who you are as a member. Set by God. Amen. As it has pleased him. He's done it to please himself. Now, and if they were all one member, where was the body? But now are there many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comfort. What is he saying? You know, when everything is working well, you don't need any help, but there are people that don't work right. And so you give abundant honor to them so that you make up for their lack. That's how the body works. It all works that way. We're all to compliment one another. We're all to encourage one another. We're all to build up one another. We are the body of Christ, set members by God. And if God set us, it doesn't matter what someone's going through. Just know you're going to go through. Know who you are and know who you're with. Operate with the body. Drink it in the same Holy Spirit. Don't make, make That's not head knowledge. It's spiritual witness of the truth. Well, listen, I've got to go. We'll see you in a little bit. Happy New Year's Day. Get ready. Brace for impact. It's going to be an amazing journey, but I trust you're on the right side of the day, and I trust that this radio broadcast has served to help equip you to stand in the gap 
these last days. In Jesus' name. I'm Pastor Vince. I'll see you tonight. Lord willing, everything will be just fine. Until then, have a super blessed day. Shalom. God bless you.